Hi, Bill. You look happy. That's because we're about to share another Soul Talks conversation with our friends. It is fun to picture the faces of you who are listening, men and women in ministry and business, small group leaders, counselors, and spiritual directors, students, parents, and grandparents. We're thankful for your love and service to Christ. If you're new to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier, welcome. We're glad to have you in our community. We invite you into our home as we talk for the next 20 minutes on life, love, and leadership with Jesus. Christy, it's time for a cup of tea and Soul Talks. Yay! (laughs) And friends, we invite you to sit down with us at our kitchen table. So we'll be talking with a ministry couple even tomorrow. And that way, it's so much fun to have pastors and leaders over to our home at times and sharing Soul Talks. It is. And now we get to do it here through our podcast with a lot more people than we could fit in our kitchen. (laughs) That's for sure. And yet there are people we love and would love to fit in our kitchen. (laughs) So it's fun to hear from our friends who listen. In fact, today I had the privilege of having lunch with our friend Joan. Mm -hmm. We love and appreciate so much. And she was telling me a little bit about some of the podcasts that she's listened to, what she likes about them. And it was just so helpful to hear feedback. And one of the things she said is, you know, when you give us a little glimpse that you didn't used to always be, you know, who and how you are now, that really is helpful. And so I thought, well, of course. I mean, I know that I often get frustrated with my own perspective and feel like I'm not changing or I'm not growing or Mm -hmm. like maybe like I'm not eligible to be as you know, mature in a certain way as somebody else that I'm comparing myself to. And so we do need those reminders of, you know, the Lord is at work in our souls. Yeah, it's so helpful when a, a pastor or a Bible study leader, small group leader or, or friend you know, shares with us along the lines of, well, you know, here's something I'm struggling with and they're, they're vulnerable, they're authentic. Uh, and at the same time, they also give us some sense of what they're learning or what God's teaching them and how the spirit of Jesus is meeting them in that situation and how they're growing in grace. Cause we need that hope. Yeah, we do. And we need that model and the path. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? Yeah. And we need the feedback from others who can see that growth in us. You know, sometimes we can't see it. And you know, there's times when I've said to you, Oh, I just don't think I'm changing. And you say, mm-hmm. no, Christy, you're not aware of how you've changed or grown today. I had a friend's, text me a picture of her children uh, and they're, you know, one of them started preschools, four and a half. And you know, I remember this one just seems like yesterday mm. was just a little baby in my presence. And so we, we can see that growth in others more than we experience the growth in us. Mm-hmm. Well, this is great. You had this conversation with Joan. I love that. I'm thankful. Yeah. And we want to, all of our listeners, we love to hear from you. Yes. These, these podcasts are for you. We're speaking to pastors and Leaders of all kinds, parents and grandparents and uh, younger people, older people, people in the middle. We're, we're talking to you, your life, your ministry, and it really helps us to know, well, how are you experiencing Soul Talks? What would you like to hear more about? does, very much. So today you came home from a long day. I think you spent about five hours in traffic today. Yes. <laughs> and, and you gave me a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a privilege. I was genuinely eager to hear from you, your experiences today. And so after dinner, we went for a walk and we were out and just 
enjoying God's creation. I love the yeah, we're walking around the lake. It's so beautiful. That's another thing we, we love to do with people is take a walk around the lake and just see the just the beauty and glory of, of mountains and blue sky and trees and clouds and sunshine and flowers and feel the breeze and well, it's easier for me to be reminded that we're really in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're outside in God's beauty. Rather than on the freeway for five hours. Right. <laughs> that takes more discipline to remind ourselves that we're in God's kingdom. So we were walking and continuing to process and converse about our day together. We were having soul talk. Yeah, and you were filling me in on some conversations you'd had that I hadn't been mm-hmm. a part of. And I was interested in those. That was helpful. And then you asked me a question. Uh, what was the question? Oh yeah. I asked you, was I as personal when we were younger as I am now? I was sharing how I, when I share my day with you and talk about my, the things that have happened and, uh, the things that I'm doing and interested in that I, it's really important to me to share with you how that situation felt to me. And also in my friendships, it's really helpful when I'm listening to people. I always try to draw out, well, you know, well, how did that feel for you? Or what was important to you about that? Because it just makes it more connective and more engaging. Yeah, it does. And this is an area where I've seen tremendous growth in you. And so I was able to say, well, you're way more personal. You're way more present. And then I said, I think it's because you're more aware of your emotions. Yeah, that's really the key thing there is, you know, we're we're going through life and to ask ourselves, well, what's this like for me? What what feelings am I having about this? And uh, because if we don't do that, then the emotions just go into our body. So you've been joking lately, sometimes saying, I've gotten so that I'm so aware of my feelings. Sometimes I'm like the girl in the relationship, I think you've said. (laughs) And you laugh. I laugh. (laughs) And I would say, in contrast to who you were before, (laughs) that I can understand why it feels that way too. Yeah. But you're still very much a man and you're a very alive man. And it's been a real gift for me to have you be aware of your emotions and then to share those with me. But one of the things I was saying to you is you had asked me this question and I was saying, honey, don't you remember that? Spring break, we spent together when we were first dating, and you know we really kind of fell say we fell in love that week. And I said one of the things I remember is that you were telling me how excited you were to go back to school and to meet with your counselor because you had all these feelings that you could tell her that you were having. Right, all year long she'd been asking me in our sessions. Well, so how do you feel, Bill? And I was like, I, I don't know. I guess I'll just start talking, see if she can find a feeling. <laughs> So it was just so fun for me to think, wow, look at that. Like he's actually excited to be having feelings that he can talk about. And, he and can you share. weren't used to that. You, you didn't grow up in a family where people were excited <laughs> about feelings. No, I didn't. But you had a lot of feelings. I've always had a lot of yeah. feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I always had more of the temptation of wishing I could turn them off, turn them down, shut them hmm. down and not hmm. being able to do that, not being able to contain them or. Now, some of our listeners would probably think, okay, now, wait a minute. So, Bill, you, you had all these feelings, but was that just hormones? I mean, you you were falling in love, and this is romance, and is that what it was all about? Well, you tell me, was it? Well, we were having a lot of conversations. Yeah, we I were. I mean, it wasn't just affection and excitement. It was a lot of getting to know each other, a lot of self-disclosure and sharing our stories. And, yeah. And that was really engaging. It wasn't? Well, and you were at the end of your senior year. 
of college. You were going to be graduating in about six weeks. Mm -hmm. So you had a lot of future dreams and a lot of feelings about that too. Yeah, excitement and fear and and not sure how things were going to go, but hopeful and... A lot of ambition. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been a journey of becoming more aware of feelings and you because of the way that you are, you're like, this is growth in you, Bill. But some of our listeners who are maybe more rational might be like, I don't know. Is that, is that really a good thing to be feeling so much? That just sounds like you'd just be kind of a mess and you wouldn't be as productive and sounds kind of weak or insecure. What do you think? Well, you know, I do remember in those early days of our marriage, there'd be times when I would ask you what you were feeling and I really want to know. And I remember hearing from you things like, you know, it feels like you need me to have feelings more than I need to have them. Or yeah, sometimes I was I was irritated because I was feeling pressure. <laughs> yeah, you were, and you would say sometimes, I think you need me to tell you my feelings so you can feel close to me. Or it's like I feel like I need to mm-hmm. tell you my feelings for your sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we that had, didn't feel good. No, I, I had to trust that you were listening to me for me, and I think you. I mean, I'd like to hear your side of that. Yeah, no, I, I took that to mean that you were feeling pressure from me. And I, I remember feeling hurt by that, thinking, oh, mm. you know, yeah, I, I just really want to know you. I just really genuinely care. Yeah, you maybe felt like I was questioning your motives. Yeah, yeah. And that's really important to you to have your intentions, your good intentions appreciated. It is. Yeah. It is. But I think it was helpful for me, though, that you were being honest with me. Mm-hmm. about that. And it was a good check for me to look and say, okay, is this about me? Do I really care? Or is this selfishly that I'm wanting just to use this to feel close to him, to get my needs met for intimacy? Well, part of what was important for me there was the emotional differentiation, because especially in those earlier years, I wasn't as in touch with my feelings. And part of the problem with that was that I would get to a place of feeling enmeshed with you, where when you were emotional and I wasn't in touch with my feelings, I would feel swallowed up by that. And I I didn't have the the sense of separateness. And so it wasn't until as I grew and learning to feel my own emotions and and needs and desires and and then articulate those and having you listen to that really helped with that differentiation, that that separateness. You know, that's that's really important, honey, but that's kind of a big word, emotional differentiation. How could you expand on that, help help our listeners understand that a little more? Well, it's about, about boundaries. It's about self-awareness and knowing sort of where I begin and end and where you begin and end and where we have your feeling is your feeling and my feeling is my feeling and just separating those apart and we don't have all of the same desires and values and, you know, in particular situations and just being able to have that ownership and say, okay, well, th- this is me. This is my experience. And have yeah. you not only listen to that, but, but validate that. Mm-hmm. Because listening needs to be active. We, you know, we need to put some words to what we're hearing in order to, so that the speaker knows, okay, I'm, you know, I'm being understood. Well, and this issue of emotional enmeshment used to be something that you really made me aware of because you would say, hey, you're matching my mood. Mm, yeah. And that was my emotional enmeshment and not having differentiation from you. And so since you were a stronger personality, I would match your mood. Yeah. So say more about that mood matching. That's a big deal. Yeah. Well, I would maybe be happy and and joyful. And then maybe you come home and you were 
upset about something, burdened mm-hmm. by something, you know, feeling over responsible or something at work. And then instead of being, you know, holding on to my cheerfulness, mm-hmm. I would kind of enter into that depression with you, match your mood with it. And that was hard for you. I hear I thought I was just being empathetic, mm-hmm. but it was hard for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line there because on one hand, if you were too sort of cheery in a way that's like insensitive to my feeling burdened and worn out, that wouldn't feel caring and mm-hmm. wouldn't feel connected, wouldn't feel safe for me. But if you just kind of sink into the hole with me, mm-hmm. then Which is what th- I did. that becomes suffocating to me now because I need a rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I need some care. And so yeah. for you to have something to give to me, which is what empathy would be or, or mm-hmm. comfort or mm-hmm. nurture, you know, yeah. or just really good listening and, and validation of my feelings, that's got to come from a solid base. Right. So when we talk about emotional differentiation and boundaries, that's what we're talking about is that you're rooted in a, mm-hmm. your own source of nurture and well-being that's coming, of course, from the Lord and from your relationships and your character. And then so you have something to overflow with and now give to me. Yeah. And vice versa, of course, you need that from me as well. Yeah. That's been so helpful to us to learn that and to be able to communicate about that. Yeah. There's a lot of things we're talking about here, but if we get back to where we started, what we're talking primarily about is self-awareness of Mm -hmm. what it is that we feel, you know, being able to put words to our emotions and so forth. It's just really a big deal. I mean, it's the foundation of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. which is more significant in predicting success in, in life and in relationships and, and faith than even IQ is. You yeah. know? And so emotional IQ has to do with primarily that self-awareness because then that enables uh, responsible functioning, uh, consideration and empathy for others, being motivated, being persevering in what we're doing, and all these different aspects of the, the EQ, the emotional quotient. So one of the things that I would do was ask you what you were feeling, because I was hoping that that would help you to get more in touch with your feelings. And also because I love you and I wanted to know, and it did help me feel connected. And I'd be surprised because sometimes you would say, well, it feels intrusive. Like, I don't really want you to ask me that. And I think one of the things I I came to discover was you, you especially didn't want me to ask you that if it was coming from a place of my own need, neediness. Right, because when you, what I would tell you is that when you needed to feel close to me, I wanted you to ask for that. Mm-hmm. Be direct with what I was asking right. for. Right, rather indirect. than sort of under the table, that's what you're wanting, but what you're saying and doing is showing interest in me. Yeah, so now when I ask you how you feel, you don't feel that intrusiveness anymore. No, not because at all. Yeah. we have that emotional differentiation. Yeah, we've worked that issue through. We've We've talked that through, and so... I understand that you're coming from a place of overflowing and uh, some capacity because you tell me when you don't have the capacity to listen, you say, well, you know, I'm, you know let's do that later. I, I'm, I've got something to do or I don't have to give right now. I, you know, I, I'm feeling sort of overloaded myself. And so then we have to negotiate that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's really been a gift to me for you to grow in your awareness of your emotions because you're better able to articulate your experience and what's going on with you. And I'm better than able to love you. And I'm also really better able to more effectively pray for you. Yeah. I love that. One of the ways you help me is that you'll put words to my emotions as I'm talking. I don't always, not always immediately aware of my emotions and that's the way it works. In fact, that's a large part of the way that psychotherapy was invented 150 years ago. It was called 
uh, Freud called it the talking cure because he discovered that when people just talk about their lives, they improve. Whatever the problem happens to be, as long as you're you know, talking with someone that's really listening and empathizing and caring and so forth. But that process of, of verbalizing or, or journaling can do the same thing. Through that communication, we become aware. We find the words to express what we're experiencing inside. And so you do that for me, not only by listening and asking questions, but also as you're hearing me talk about stuff, and maybe I'm talking about just events or things that happened and then you'll say, well, it sounds like you feel uh, anxious here. You know, tell me about that. What's going on there? Or, gee, it's, it sounds like you're feeling frustrated. And so when you put words to what I feel, it really helps me. How so? Because it's giving me the language. Because when we're talking about feelings and bonding in a relationship, and this isn't just for marriage. I mean, obviously, you and I are married, and so there's an immediate application for you who are listening. But this is for all of our relationships, our friendships, the people we minister to, uh, people we work with, e- even if your work isn't as personal as ours is in soul shepherding, feelings are present in every situation, every relational encounter, all the working and partnering that we do. And so it's really helpful when you're able to kind of tune into that and put words to what's happening and what's being experienced. seemed like the other thing that was really helpful to you was to also give you some space and some time to be able to figure out what you were feeling. Well, yeah, especially in those earlier years, I, I don't always need it as much now, but it's like, yeah, that, that especially if we're not sure what we feel or we're sensitive to sort of being pressured or enmeshed in, in with, then we just need to get a little space, you know, maybe kind of go in our cave for a little while. And I mean, if we just stay there, that's not going to be healthy. But if it's just giving us some breathing space, some perspective, uh, decompress a little bit, and then we're going to come back to the situation and yes. then now talk about it and process mm-hmm. and seek that understanding and emotional comfort that we need, then it's really good. There's a flow now of some separateness and some connectedness. Yeah. And for me, I would journal good and that would help me sometimes get aware with what I was feeling if I was like overly reactive. Yeah. So a tool that we have that on our soul shepherding website and Hopefully our listeners know that we have an all new Soul Shepherding website now. That's the website's been redone. Over 750 resources for your soul and your ministry there. And one of them is an article, a short article, uh, devotional on negative emotions. And we talk more about feelings and, and the Psalms, particularly Psalm 37. And it has a link to this really helpful chart that I'm holding here and we often share with people. We've had it in our home at times. How do you feel today? And it's got all these feeling faces in here. I mean, it's like so many different emotions that you maybe don't even think about. Cautious and disbelieving and uh, interested and uh, indifferent and perplexed and optimistic. And, you know, all these different feeling faces. Amazing somebody, I mean, this is a really creative artist that put this together. Well, let me pray as we close this podcast today. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the one that has begun a good work in us. And you are the one that will continue that good work. How thankful I am, Lord, for the way that you have done such a good work in Bill and helping him come to grow in his awareness of his feelings and then with that, his compassion and empathy for others and then to be able to write this article. And Lord, thank you for how you have taught us how to love each other better and to learn that emotional differentiation and 
So Lord, we ask for our listeners that you would continue your good work in them of growing them in maturity and their ability to receive and give love. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this episode of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. You'll find all our podcasts on soulshepherding.org. And while you're there, we hope you'll have fun discovering our other free resources to bless your soul and ministry. On Facebook, you can receive a daily encouraging word or prayer for me. Just friend Bill Galtier or follow Soul Shepherding. Until next time, let's keep in conversation with Christ.